Caroline Dowd Higgins. Thank you for listening to Your Working Life, my podcast series featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena. You spend a significant portion of your life at work, so my goal is to provide you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And I am delighted to welcome my very special guest to the show today, Bob TD. Bob, welcome to the show. Caroline, it is my great pleasure to be with you. Oh, I'm so excited. We're going to be talking about your amazing new book, Great Leaders Ask Questions, a Fortune 100 list. But let me tell our audience all about you. Bob TD has been on the staff of Crew for 44 years. He currently serves on the U.S. Leadership Development Team and is passionate about seeing leaders grow and multiply their effectiveness. He's committed to helping leaders shift their paradigm from the pressure of having to have all the right answers to simply having a few of the right questions. In 2006, while browsing in a bookstore, he came across Leading with Questions by Michael Marquardt, and he had only to peruse a few pages before declaring, this is a keeper. And he then launched Leading with Questions, a blog with a companion ebook, Great Leaders Ask Questions, which we're gonna be talking about today. So Bob, welcome, and tell us why a leader who leads with questions is better than one who leads by telling. Well, Caroline, I always ask, if you were in a rowboat with your team and there were oars for everyone, how many of them would you like to help uh, help you row across the lake? All of them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> exactly. So uh, why then, when you're with your team, you know, in your office setting, why would you want to be the only one with the oar in the water? In other words, why would you as a leader think that you're the one that has to uh, figure out the way forward? Why would you not want to ask your team, what do you think about whatever the challenge is that your team is facing or opportunity? Why wouldn't you want to get all their oars in the water? Very good analogy. I can absolutely visualize myself in a boat with my crew. Great, great setup. So let me ask you, Bob, are you personally better at telling or asking? Oh my goodness, Caroline, you're, you're, asking, uh, you're asking me to reveal. Okay. Uh, Caroline, let me ask you a question. Are you familiar with TA? Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> Tell me what TA is. Well, you'd probably be familiar with AA, I don't mean personally, but you've heard the name, Alcoholics yes. Anonymous. Yes. Well, TA stands for Tellers Anonymous. Oh, okay. okay. Caroline, I have an addiction. <laughs> I'm addicted to telling. And uh, I say at our TA meetings, I stand up and introduce myself. I say, my name is Bob, and I'm a teller. Okay. Well, today I'm a recovering teller. However, the temptation to lead by telling has never left me. Mm -hmm. And uh, you could say that uh, my ebook and my blog are all part of my recovery efforts. And, and Caroline, I, when I look back, prior to coming across Dr. Mark Wart's book, I, uh, now looking back, would say I was a benevolent dictator. Uh. I, I, I loved my staff love the people I worked with, but I thought leaders, well, our job as a leader is to direct people, to tell them what they need to do. 
And when I read his book and said, oh my gosh, this makes perfect sense that the best leaders wouldn't be tellers, they would be uh, askers. They would ask questions of their staff to get everybody's oar in the water. I love it. And again, love that metaphor with with, uh, the boat. So let's break it down, Bob. What's an easy way to become a better asker sooner than later? How do we get started? (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad you've asked. You know, I meet many folks who share that they'd actually love to learn to lead with questions, but they're not sure they have time to develop this new skill. So, uh, Caroline, I share with them that I can teach them how to lead with questions in less than 30 seconds. All they have to do is to memorize my four favorite questions. So, Caroline, let's try this out with you. Okay. I'm going to share the four questions, and then you repeat them back if you have them memorized. Okay. Here they are. First question, what do you think? Okay. Second, what else? Third, what else? Fourth, what else? Caroline, do you have those down? I do, I do. What do you think? What else, what else, what else? That's brilliant. I can remember that. Yes. And, um, you know, that may sound a bit strange, three what else's, but in a conversation, you know, Caroline, I ask you, what do you think? And you start sharing. And I think all of us instinctively in our first response to a question kind of share something safe. Uh, and, and kind of wait to see how that'll be treated. But when I say, wow, Caroline, that is incredible. Keep talking. Tell me more. What else? Well, now you share a little deeper. And I said, wow, let me take, I've got to take notes on this. This yeah. is good. Caroline, what else? And uh, the truth is many times we actually get to their gold nugget the third time we ask the what else. But, the, you know, the bottom line to lead with questions, if you really do have, what do you think? And, and again, about whatever the issue, challenge, opportunity is on the table, uh, you will be able to start leading with questions. Bob, I just want to share from my vantage point as a career and executive coach, it is so empowering to the colleague when the leader says, what do you think? Because that doesn't always happen, as you and I know. So that is a great gift that a leader can give to a direct report, and it can grow them into a leader. Oh, absolutely. Caroline, I mean, let me ask you, how do you feel, and maybe this would be in the past, how do you feel when your director your boss asked you or had asked you in the past, Caroline, what do you think about, again, whatever? How did that make you feel? Yeah, it just lights me up. I think, wow, this person cares. They value my opinion. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, you know, without using the words of Caroline, I respect you, they were communicating incredible respect. Absolutely. Absolutely. My my voice matters. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Bob, let's segue into this incredible book, Great Leaders Ask Questions, a Fortune 100 list. First of all, tell us, this is a free ebook on your site, and it's also now an audio book. So tell us more about how we can access the book and what it's all about. Well, thank you so much. Yes, this is a free ebook available for download on my blog, and my blog is leadingwithquestions.com. Again, leadingwithquestions.com. 
www.ChristianAnswersQuestions.com. Once there, you will see, uh, depending on your device, either up to the right or on a uh, smartphone, it's at the bottom, but a place where you can request the download of, of the ebook and or audiobook. You can get either one or both. And uh, you'll enter your email, and uh, you'll be sent an email then to confirm your email address, that it was actually you who requested it. We don't want to spam anyone. And, uh, and soon uh, that will then instantly send you the link, and you can download and start reading or listening. But uh, the book, Caroline, maybe you've heard this statement, if you only quote one, you're plagiarizing. <laughs> if you well quote played. many, you're a scholar. <laughs> well, by that definition, your friend Bob is a scholar. What I did is my blog has now been out there for four years, posting twice a week on Monday and Thursday morning. And to put this book together, I went back and reread every blog post, wow. uh, over almost uh, 400. And out of those, I, on, you know, on my right hand, I began to make a list from all of those posts of my favorite questions. And the result was a list of over 100, and so that's why the byline is a Fortune 100 list. And uh, just begin to make that list of questions, easy questions. This, uh, Caroline, your friend Bob is a farm boy from South Dakota, and I love low-hanging fruit. And as, uh, you know, the friends listening here uh, read my book, they're going to find what I call uh, instant turnkey ready-to-use questions for their leadership. Love it. And I want to share a few of these quotes because they really are inspirational and they, they cut to the heart of this concept of asking questions. So this quote from your book comes from Eric Schmidt, CEO of Google, and he writes, we run this company on questions, not answers. And when I think of Google, that really resonates. Absolutely. That's, that's a great quote. And, and uh, Caroline, you refer to the fact I think there's some 15 or 20 quotes sprinkled through this book. And, uh, and I love quotes, and, and obviously these quotes are all about leading with questions. Can I share one of my favorites? Yes, please. Uh, Dr. Peter Drucker, the, the late Dr. Peter yes. Drucker, but I mean the guru of consultants, uh, said, uh, said once, the leader of the past may have been a person who knew how to tell, but certainly the leader of the future will be a person who knows how to ask. Ah, brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, that Love one that. inspires me every day. That is a great Druckerism. Love it. Love yes. It. So here's another one that I'm pulling from the book, which I have in my hand. This is from Jack Welch, well known as the chairman and CEO of General Electric from early 80s to 2001. And he writes, when you are an individual contributor, you try to have all the answers. When you are a leader, your job is to have all the questions. Brilliant. Uh, great, great quote. And Caroline, if I could share one I've discovered recently, it's not actually in the book, so it'll have to be in the next book. There you go. But I love it. It's by David Osberger, and he says, being heard is so close to being loved mm. that for the average person, they are almost indistinguishable. Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. I'm writing that down. I'm writing that down. That is so important. So, Bob, let me let me turn the tables and ask, do you have a favorite question? 
Oh my goodness, I do. I do. I, you know, I have many, but uh, but one of my favorite questions um, comes from Robert Hargrove in his book Masterful Coaching, and he asks, "What would be an impossible future or big game you are really passionate about?" And uh, in his coaching, if, if he, uh, you know, kind of in the engagement process. Uh, ask a, a potential or future client, uh, you know, why would you like to be coached? If their answer is, well, we'd like to increase profits by 10%, he stands up and heads for the door saying, you don't need me to do that. <laughs> He's asking, what's the impossible? And of course, once they can identify that, and they may say, well, it'd be great to do this, but that's impossible. He then comes back to the table to say, okay, what would make that possible? And, and then he asks another question that I really love. I mean, these are all used together. And that is, how are you going to need to develop as a leader to get there? Yeah. And his point is that most of the barriers we face are actually internal, aren't they? Yes. And so, uh, but I love that impossible question. And then, uh, you know, the follow-ups of what would make it possible or how do we plot a course then from impossible to possible? Excellent. Turn it's it a game changer. It's a game changer. So what I love about your book is that it's it's for those leading already, but also those aspiring to lead, those high potentials. But it can also be, Bob, for those everyday conversation. Oh, my goodness. So, let, let me tell you another yeah. of my favorite. Okay. And um, Caroline, I'm guessing you don't make this mistake, but if my wife was on the phone call, she would say, I'm still making this one. And that is she begins to speak. And even before she's fully shared, I'm giving her an answer, uh. only to have her interrupt me and say, you don't even know the question. <laughs> and uh, so here's a little story. Well, the question that we ought to ask, it's, it's my favorite second question. In other words, they start answering. My favorite sec second question is, can you please tell me more? And uh, here's a cute little story. Johnny, age seven, comes running into the house yelling to his mom, where did I come from? Well, Johnny's mom has not been expecting this question. Well, at least not yet. But taking a deep breath and collecting her thoughts just a bit, she invites Johnny into the living room where she shares all about the birds and the bees. Johnny's eyes are wide as saucers as he takes in every word. And, and when she's done... She says, now, Johnny, do you understand where you came from? And Johnny blurts out, no, Joey said he came from California, and he asked me where I came from. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the point is, uh, don't you think that Johnny's mom had wished that she'd responded to his first question with, Johnny, can you please tell me more? Because he would have said, Johnny said he came from California and asked me where I came from. And she could have actually answered the question he asked. Well, it's a fun little story. It is. But the point is, we frequently actually uh, miss the point 
when we too quickly respond. <laughs> so we've got to be good active listeners as oh, well. Oh, my goodness, yes. So, Bob, you can imagine that many of the listeners on the show around the world are looking to up their game in their career world. Maybe they're considering other opportunities in different organizations or perhaps becoming more entrepreneurial. So small talk and networking conversations are essential. So what tips do you have for making conversations that are beyond asking about the weather, for example? Well, Thank you. Yes, I think we're all looking for, you know, those kind of questions. Uh, a few years ago, I was uh, in the state of Washington, and I attended church there with a friend, and uh, the director of women's ministry gave a little announcement, and, and what's funny is I remember her little announcement and nothing else that was said from the pulpit that day, but these were keepers. She said that she had recently connected with uh, one of her best friends, and she said she now lives in another state, and uh, we connect about every, you know, six weeks or so. And she said, here are the three questions that when we get on the phone with each other that we always ask. We always ask, what's on your schedule? Who's on your heart? How can I pray for you? And, uh, and instantly, I just I wrote those down. I've you know, just shared them with you because uh, I remember them and, and just love how they do take people immediately to something more significant than, uh, than uh, the weather or in Dallas here, the Cowboys. <laughs> um, another one that a friend asks is, uh, she asks, how has God surprised you lately? Mm. And... Um, and again, depending on whether our listeners are people of faith or not, those questions can be modified to uh, just ask, what has surprised you lately? I like it. And, uh, and of course, I always tell people, when you ask a question in that social setting, be prepared for them to turn the question around after, they ans after, you've an after they've answered. Right. To say, Caroline, what has surprised you lately? Yes, yes. Be ready. Be ready. Bob, what a joy to have you on the show. Again, your ebook is Great Leaders Ask Questions, a Fortune 100 list. I'm going to ask you to remind us how we can access your amazing book and your blog because it is chock full of amazing content that I know our audience can benefit from. Well, thank you again. Yes. The ebook and the audiobook are both available for free download on my blog, leadingwithquestions.com. And subscribing to my blog is also free. Uh, Caroline, my heart is just to serve leaders and to help them be more effective in leading. And uh, I have no efforts, not that it would be wrong, no effort to monetize what I do. I have a day job. And uh, I actually launched all of this to help our emerging leaders in our organization, and also we have outstanding leaders from outside our organization that coach our crew leaders every other week via Skype video. And I launched all of this to serve them, but once on the internet, as you know, it's, it suddenly went all over the world. Yes. Very exciting. Well, the world is the beneficiary of this great wisdom, Bob, and I thank you so very much for sharing your time and expertise with me and our listeners today. Caroline, it has been my great pleasure. Thank you for the privilege. Thanks, Bob. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in to Your Working Life, where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. 
career and life satisfaction is possible, and it's time to embrace what you love doing so you can do more of it. My show is now available on iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, and Stitcher. Leave a comment, because I always appreciate hearing from my listeners. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care.